Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for Saturday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time. The topic is the Seat of Honor. Part 1. The Best Seats. Every day provides a wonderful chance to grow in love for the Blessed Virgin. Many Christians all over the world have the custom of honoring Our Lady on Saturdays. She will teach us to foster our humility, which is fundamental to our growth in virtue. From St. John Vianney, Mary is the gate through which all God's graces pass. She seasons our good actions, imparting an enhanced value to them. She makes our offering even more acceptable to God. Finally, she grants us the title of possessors of the divine heart. It might even be said that she induces God to be our servant. This is because God has never been able to resist the supplication of a humble heart. She is so necessary to our salvation that Jesus takes advantage of every opportunity to confer praise and blessings on her. The Gospel of today's Mass relates that Jesus was invited to a banquet. At the table there were places of greater and lesser honor. The invited guests were no doubt over-anxious as to who would get the better seats. Jesus took notice of their concern. Perhaps he waited for the conclusion of the meal before leading the conversation to a higher plane. When you are invited by anyone to a marriage feast, do not sit down in a place of honor. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, go up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you. For everyone who exalts himself shall be humbled, and he who humbles himself shall be exalted. Jesus had probably taken a lesser seat at the suggestion of the host. He lived humility. He also noticed the bad manners of the other guests. They were totally mistaken in not giving the best seat to the Lord. The guests should have been overwhelmed by the presence of Jesus right there in the room with them. In the course of our lives, how often do we observe a similar phenomenon? What an enormous effort people make to be noticed and remembered and admired. What little effort is put into being close to God. Today in our time of prayer, let us ask the Blessed Virgin to teach us humility. This is the only way to grow in love for her Son, to be close to Him. Humility always wins the divine heart. In the words of St. Jose Maria Escrivá, Quia respectsit humilitatum ancile sue, because he has looked graciously upon the lowliness of his handmaid. I am more convinced every day that authentic humility is the supernatural basis for all virtues. Talk to Our Lady so that she may train us to walk along that path.
Part 2 Mary's Humility Our Lady teaches us the way of humility. This virtue should not be thought of as an essentially negative exercise, even though it does involve a denial of one's pride, a tempering of our ambition, and the extinction of our egotism and vanity. Our Lady did not experience any of these temptations, and yet was blessed with the highest degree of humility. If we examine the word humility, we find it to be derived from the Latin word humus, which means earth, soil, or dirt. Humility signifies a recognition of our human origin in the dust of which Adam was made. The virtue of humility, therefore, consists in the living out of a realistic appraisal of our comparative insignificance as creatures who are totally dependent on God. Humility, by inclining us toward the earth, recognizes our littleness, our poverty, and in its way glorifies the majesty of God. The interior soul experiences a holy joy in annihilating itself, as it were, before God to recognize practically that He alone is great, and that, in comparison with His, all human greatness is empty of truth, like a lie. This self-abnegation in no way impoverishes the soul. It does not limit the legitimate aspirations of the creature. On the contrary, this virtue works to ennoble the soul, giving it wings on which to explore wider horizons. At the very moment when God chose Our Lady to be His mother, she proclaimed herself to be His handmaiden. When Mary hears those words of praise from Elizabeth, Blessed art thou amongst women, she is actually beginning a time where she will put herself at the service of her cousin. Even though she is full of grace, Mary keeps the secret to herself. Not even Joseph is told of the mystery. Mary leaves it to divine providence to find the opportune moment to enlighten him. She sings for joy of her wondrous blessings. She gives all the glory to God. For her part, she offers up her littleness and her entire consent. She knew nothing of her own dignity. Because of this, in her own eyes, she had not the slightest importance. She never depended on herself. She depended entirely on God, on His will. Thus, she was able to judge the extent of her own lowliness and to understand her own helpless but nevertheless secure condition as a creature, feeling herself incapable of anything and sustained only by the goodness of God. As a result of this selflessness, she surrendered herself completely to God and lived solely for Him. Mary never sought her own glory, never longed for the best seat at banquets. She never looked for praise on account of her divine motherhood. She lived solely for the glory of God. Humility is grounded in the truth, in reality. It is based on the certitude that creature and creator are separated by an infinite distance. 
once it recognizes how God crosses that gulf for the sake of his beloved creatures, the soul grows in humility and gratitude. The more it is elevated before God, the more does the soul understand and appreciate the vastness of this distance. That is why the virgin was so humble. The handmaid of the Lord is the queen of the universe. She is the fulfillment of those words of Jesus at the close of today's parable. He who humbles himself shall be exalted. The humble person will hear the invitation of the Lord. Friend, go up higher. Let us learn how to put ourselves at the service of God without condition. Then we will be elevated to undeserved but incredible heights. We shall be participating in the intimate life of God. We shall be like gods. Yet our progress will have been along the way of humility and docility to the will of God. Part 3. Fruits of Humility Humility leads us to discover that everything we have that is good comes from God, both in the order of nature and in the order of grace. The psalmist prays, Behold, thou hast made my days a few handbreadths, and my lifetime is as nothing in thy sight. Surely every man stands as a mere breath. Surely man goes about as a shadow. Surely for naught are they in turmoil. Man heaps up and knows not who will gather. Our contribution is beset by weakness and error. At the same time, humility has nothing at all to do with timidity. The humble soul rests in the hands of God and is filled with joy and thanksgiving as a result. The saints have been magnanimous people. They have undertaken impressive tasks for God's glory. The humble person is daring because he counts upon the grace of Almighty God. He prays all the time because he is convinced of his radical dependence on God. He lives in constant gratitude for this help. He seems to have a gift for making friends and doing apostolate. Inasmuch as humility is the foundation for all the virtues, it is especially the foundation for the virtue of charity. To the extent that we forget about ourselves, we will be concerned with the welfare of others. St. Francis de Sales has written, Humility and charity are the principal virtues. They act as mother hens, while the other virtues follow them like little chicks. Conversely, pride is the mother and root of every sin, including mortal sin. Pride is the greatest single obstacle to the action of divine grace. Pride and sadness often walk hand in hand. Joy is part of the patrimony of the humble soul. Again from St. Jose Maria, Let us turn our eyes towards Mary. No creature ever surrendered herself to the plans of God more humbly than she. The humility of the Ancilla Domine, the handmaid of the Lord, is the reason we invoke her as causa nostre laetitiae, cause of our joy. 
After Eve had sinned, through her foolish desire to be equal to God, she hid herself from the Lord and was ashamed. She was sad. Mary, in confessing herself the handmaid of the Lord, becomes the mother of the divine word and is filled with joy. May the rejoicing that is hers, the joy of our good mother, spread to all of us, so that with it we may go out to greet her, our Holy Mother Mary, and thus become more like Christ, her Son. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.